Ketubot Taf Ayin Bet. We were last discussing if a person vowed. We discussed it's not a person vowing; it's she made the vow and he didn't annul the vow. But we're going to say that he made the vow. A person vowed that a woman doesn't go to her parents' house. How long it would that would last before they have to get divorced? Then we talked about a person vowing that his wife can't go to a mourner's house or a wedding because you're taking away either enjoyment of life from her or just people are not going to take care of her after she dies. And with that, we're going to start Ayin Bet Amud Aleph, 10 lines in. The line starts, If the husband has a good reason for her not going to these type of places, then he's allowed. So the Gemara asks, What's a good reason? If there's immodest people over there, he has a right. We're only talking about where we know for sure there's a hazaka that there's immodest people at these places. If it's one of those places that there's no hazaka for immodesty, he can't just make things up and, and say that it's asur. He can't just start worrying out of nowhere. Now, we learned in the Mishnah, if he told her, I want you to say the same thing you said to me, say to someone else, he has to divorce her. And the Gemara asked the obvious question, why don't you let her say it? What would make a difference? So Rav Yudah explains, we're talking about things that are not nice, that he told her, I want you to go curse someone, I want you to go say something not nice that went on, something that will give her a bad name. Next, we learn in the Mishnah, you have to fill and throw out the, the garbage. Uh, let her take out the garbage. What's the problem? So, we wanted to fill her uh, womb with zera and to throw it out, meaning he wants her not to get pregnant. In the, in the Braita, they explained that they wanted to fill up 10 bottles of water, 10 pitchers of water, and to throw it out. Now I understand why you have to divorce her, because that's not fair to her, that they should be with her and not uh, have children. She wants children to take care of her when she gets old. But according to that Braita that explained it was just uh, filling up barrels of water and throwing it out, what's make a difference? Let her fill up water and throw it out. So Because she looks like she's crazy. She's filling up water, throwing it out, filling up water, throwing it out. She doesn't look normal, and that gives her a bad name. And explained, if someone made his wife vow, or his wife vowed and he kept it, that she's not going to lend out, or she's not going to borrow, a sifter or a mill or a grinder or, or an oven out to one of her neighbors or from one of her neighbors to give her a divorce. Why? Because he makes her have a bad name. Why? Because people are going to say she's cheap, she doesn't help out, or they're going to say she's her own thing. Therefore, you, you can't do that to a person. And then, if a person uh, made his wife vow, or he or she vowed and he kept it, she's not going to borrow or lend. A sifter, a grinder, an oven, because he's giving her a bad name with her neighbors. Same thing. And again, if she vowed herself 
not to borrow or lend out a sifter, grinder, uh, oven. She's not going to sew nice clothing for his children. She walks out the Because she's giving him a bad name with his neighbors. People are going to say that he told her not to give things out. He told her not to take care of the children. They're going to call him cheap. Therefore, she walks out the And the next Mishnah starts. The following woman get divorced without getting ketubah money. A woman who transgresses, who goes against the religion of Moshe and Yehudit. And the Rosh explains over here, these are only cases wherever she causes him to do Averot, or she causes something bad to happen to him, only then he can divorce her without a Ketubah. So the Gemara explains, What does that mean? She's rebelling against Moshe's religion. She feeds him food that they, she didn't take out. Uh, if she's with him when she's in Ida. Or if she doesn't take out when she's baking bread. Or if she makes vows and she doesn't keep them. And what does that mean? She's going against the religion of Yehudit. Meaning she goes against the, 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 the rules of modesty. She walks out to the marketplace with her hair uncovered. She spins thread in the marketplace. She speaks to uh, people. And the Gemara will explain what this means. If she curses his parents in front of his face. Even a woman with a loud voice. What does that mean, a woman with a loud voice? She's speaking at home. And the neighbors could hear her voice. And the Gemara starts. Number one, we said that Overet Aldat Moshe, a lady's gone against the religion. She feeds him food that's not Mausad, that she didn't take What are we talking about? If he knew that this food didn't take out Masr from it, don't eat it. If he didn't know about it, how are you supposed to know? No, the Gemara explains. Now, what are we talking about? She tells him, I called up the rabbi, he's a Kohen, he fixed up this pile, and now it's Meosar, you could eat it. The husband went and asked him, and we see that she was lying. So at that point, you have to divorce her without a, without a Ketubah money. We learned the Mishnah that if she was with him, she was in Ida. So what are we talking about? If he knew that she was in Ida, then separate from her, don't be with her. If he didn't know that she's in Ida, well, you have to rely on her because that's halacha. How do we know the Nida counts by herself? Meaning we trust her to do the right counting. She counts to herself seven days. We're understanding that she's in charge of it. Nobody has to check after her. So why can't husband trust her? So what are we talking about? So like Max explains, Lot Sricha, the Amra Le Peloni Hakamti Heriatadam. She tells her husband, the following hacham was metaher this. She said, this blood is is good. You could continue being with your husband. And the, the husband went and asked the rabbi. And the rabbi said, no, it's not true at all. And you see that she made him be with her when she's in Ida. Or like Rav said, If her neighbors know that she's in Ida right now, she's wearing certain clothing or they could see... 
her undergarments by the bathhouse, or if they know that she's a nida, then if her husband's with her, then if her husband's with her, that's good enough to get him makot for being with a nida. And you could say, but based on that, so they were together. He thought she was go- she was uh, she was in her clean days, and her neighbors say, no, we see that she's wearing uh, nida clothing, and that's good enough to make her get divorced without giving her ktuba. Next, we learned the Mishnah velo kosa la hala. She doesn't take out a fashat hala. So hechidami, what are we talking about? Ide ada nifrosh. If you knew that she didn't take out a fashat hala, then don't eat it. And ide lo yada. If you didn't know, mena yada. So how are you supposed to know? So like explains, lo tzricha. Now what are we talking about? The amar le peloni gabal tikeni taisa. The person who needs the dough is the one who took out a fashat hala. The azil shalem. The husband went and asked them. Vishtekach shikram. They found that she's lying. Next, we learn the Mishnah Venoderet Veena Mekayemet. She makes vows and she doesn't keep them. So, what's the problem? How does she hurt him? Damar Mor, Ba'avone Darim Banim Betim. When people make vows and they don't keep them, children die. Don't make your mouth cause your flesh to sin. And the Pasuk ends off, Vehibelet Ma'aseyadecha. And Hashem is going to get angry and He's going to wound whatever you created. And what's a, a person's uh, creation? That's his children. So Hashem is going to wound them. Hashem is going to take them away. From the following pasuk, for no reason I I, I hurt your children. Lashav and he's doresh like his follows. What's lashav? Al shav because of things that are false, meaning you, the people vow and they don't keep them. That's why he can't, I, I hurt your children, and that, and because of that, he divorces her without giving her ktuba money. And Tanya, Rabbi Meir Omer, Rabbi Meir would say, Anyone who knows that his wife vows and she doesn't keep them, make her vow again. And uh, it sounds like add more vows to her. So it's like when I ask you, if you make her vow, how do you fix that? Rather, get her upset again. So this way she can make a vow in front of his face, and then he could uh, he could annul that vow. And this way her vows won't stand. So Hakamim told them, you're not fixing anything because a person can't live with a snake in a box or in a, in a basket. Meaning, there's something you're going to do something wrong at some point or another, and therefore you, you can't live like this if she continues vowing. And Tanya If a person, Rabbi says, if a person knows that his wife doesn't do her fashat hala, she should just do her fashat hala himself after her. Hakamim told them, you're not fixing anything. Because no one can live with a snake in a basket. Meaning, you never know. One time you're going to forget, and one time you're not going to realize, and you're going to eat uh, food without a fashat hala. So, therefore, just divorce her without giving her ktuba. Whoever brings that, Rabbi Yehuda, on a fashat hala, koshek and ahach, all the more so on the vows. But, the, but uh, anyone who brings Rabbi Meir's takana on the noderet, the, the, the one who vows, Maybe just by uh, Noderet. 
you could go once a day, be mefir all her nidarim, and this way you don't have to worry about any vows. It's not something that is so common. Because it's so common, there's no way of fixing this because at some point or another he might eat uh, food without fashat hala and therefore divorce her without, a, uh, without giving her ktuba and there's no way of fixing it. We, we're, we can't set you up with this takana, this way of fixing it because at some point or another something's wrong is going to happen. Next, we learned in the Mishnah what is considered going against the religion of Yehudit, the Jewish woman religion. She walks out with her head uncovered. It's not just that Yehudit, it's It's from the Torah. says the Kohen has to uncover her head. So, uh, if uh, Tanadev Rabbi Shmael learns from here that it's a warning to Benot Israel, the, the girls of Israel, not to walk out with their head uncovered. So, you see that it's it's the right and the Rabbanan. So, the Kumar explains, you're right. The right, Kalta Shapir Dame. Mideoraita, all she has to do is cover her head. She could put even a net over her head, and that could count. Dat Yehudit, but the menhag of Benot Israel is a filu kalta nami asur. That even this net is also asur. Meaning there's two halachot here. Number one, the Deoraita halacha, a woman has to have her head covered. The second halacha would be that she has to follow the tseniut rules of Benot Israel in that place. And Amar Rabbi Asi, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Kalta en ba mishum perwarosh. That this net overhead, there's no Isur walking out with her head covered. Nasser Rabbi Zir has a question. Hecha, where is she walking out with this net? Ilema Bashuk, if she's going out to the marketplace, well, that Yehuditi, she's going against uh, the rules of modesty. Ve'ela Bechatzer, if she's walking around the yard with it, imken lo'inachtabat la'avraham avinu she'yoshevet ahad ba'ala, then you're not going to leave uh, a Jewish girl, daughter of Avraham avinu, who's uh, living with her husband, because everyone's considered over that, because every woman walks out to the Hatzer with this net. So Amar Amar of Kahana. Now, what are we talking about? Mechatzer the Chatzer v'Derech Mavo. She's going from one yard to the other, but going through an alleyway. It's not a Shutar Abim, so there's very little people there, but still there's people there. So over there, the basket would be good enough. And now there's few halachot that come out from here. Number one, does a person have to divorce his wife, or is he allowed to divorce his wife if she's not covering her hair? Meaning, could be only if he wants a divorce, but if he doesn't want a divorce, or maybe he doesn't have to. Maybe she just loses a ketubah, but she doesn't have to get divorced either. So these questions have been brought up, especially in cases where the husband and wife get married and they're on one religious level. The husband goes to shul, he goes to class, and then he gets up, he goes up a level, Baruch Hashem, but the woman is not there yet. So now all of a sudden the husband can say, hey, she's Albert Alat Yodit. So that's the question. Can he can he really force her to cover her hair or not? Or does she really lose her ktuba in that type of case? Another question would be is if she's covering her hair, but just it's not senyut. It's just like in the neighborhood over here, that's not the way we cover our hair. So what would be the halacha over there? Another question is if a little bit of hair is showing, how much is a little bit of hair? How much is okay? Not okay. All these come out halacha lemaseh. Very interesting sugyot. Very good to look into if someone has time. 
Next, Vitova Bashuk. She spins in the marketplace. Amar Vyuda Mashmuel, what's the tenuit issue over here? Bimar Azir Otel Ibn Adam. She shows people her arms. We're talking about a situation where she's spinning and the string is going down to her face. And we're talking here in sarcastic language, meaning it's going down to her otomakom and people look at it and it makes them have hirhurim, it makes them think wrong thoughts. Next, umdabert im kol adam. She speaks with anyone. Amar v'yudam Hashem Moel bim sahaket im b'chorim. She's joking around young people. And Amar ba ba bar hana zimna hada hava kazilna batred Rav Okva. One time I was walking after Rav Okva, and hazitela he arviya. I saw an Arab woman. The arviya yatvaka shadiya pilcha. She was spinning v'tova v'rad neged panea, and she and the one and one of the strings went down to her face down there. Once I saw her, she cut that string and she threw it. And Amrali Ulem, she told me, young man, go get me that spindle. And Rav Okva said something. My Amarba, so what he said. Ravina Amar, he said, Tova Bashuk Amarba. Ravina explained that he called this woman a Tova Bashuk. This is the case we're talking about in the Mishnah. She's uh, she's spinning and the string falls down. Rabbanan Amrem, Dabert Im Kol Adam Amarba. Rabbanan said, no, she's a type of woman who in the Mishnah says that uh, she's speaking to everyone. This is the, the type of woman we're talking about. Abba Shaul Omer, we learned the Mishnah that Abba Shaul says, If she curses his parents in front of her husband, Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Shemuel, Bimkalilet Yoldav, Bifne Moldav. We're talking about a situation where even if she's cursing his parents, her in laws, in front of her children, his his children, and what's the Siman? Ephraim Nashek, Ruvin Vishimon Yuli, that Ephraim Nashek, the grandchildren, will be like Ruvin Shimon, like my children. So it's just as disrespectful. And if she's cursing, uh, the, the grandparents in front of the grandchildren that's grounds for divorce without a ktuba. and Amar here's an example let's say she tells the kids that uh, a lion should eat uh, uh, grandpa and she does it in front of uh, the, the children that's grounds Next, we learn the Mishnah, Rabbi Tarfon Omer, Afa Kolanit. Rabbi Tarfon says, even a woman with a loud voice, my Kolanit, what's a Kolanit? What do you mean loud voice? Amar Vyuda Mashmuel, be Mashmat Kola al Isket Ashmish. If a woman raises her voice where the neighbors could hear that she's fighting with her husband about Tashmish, she's asking to be with her husband and it's very, very loud and he's embarrassed by it. Be Matnitatana. In the Mishnah, we learned, We're talking about a situation where a woman is with her husband in one place, in one yard, and they could hear her voice because it's so hard for her in a different uh, yard. The Grima says, Yeah, but why don't we learn it later on when we discuss the wounds of a woman? One of the wounds is one of the wounds is if she cannot be with the husband because it hurts her, we should mention it there. Rather, rather, you have to explain the way we explained before that she's fighting with her husband about Tashmish. Next, we learned the Mishnah Kadesh Taisha, a person, Ms. Mekadesh, a woman, Almenache and Alea Nedarim, 
Uh, it was on condition that she doesn't have any vows on her. And then he, after they got engaged, he found out that she has a whole bunch of vows on her. And she, uh, she, she's not mekudeshet, you don't even need to get. If they got engaged and they got married together without any conditions, and then he found out that she has a whole bunch of vows on her. The Kiddushin is not uh, nullified, rather. She gets a get, but she doesn't get a ktuba. If a person is a woman on condition she doesn't have any wounds and she does have wounds, and she's not mekodeshet, but if they got married without any conditions, and then he sees wounds, she gets a get, no any wounds that are posel a kohen from working in the Beta Migdash, it is posel a woman and she loses her ktuba. And the Gemara starts, Didn't we learn this exact Mishnah in regards to Masechet Kiddushim? So why do you have to do this again? So the Gemara explains, Over here we had to learn about the Halachot of Ketubot. So, Tana Kiddushin Atuk Tubot. So we mentioned uh, the Halachot of Kiddushin just because we want to discuss Ketubot. Hatam Kiddushin Over there we needed for Kiddushin Halachot. Uh, so therefore, Tana Ketubot Atu Kiddushin. Over there, they just threw in Ketubot because of Kiddushin. So each place, uh, we brought the other one, but the, the, the Kiddushin for Kiddushin, Ketubot for Ketubot. That's the real reason they brought it down. And Amar Yohanan Mishum Rabbi Shimon Ben Yehud Tzadak, Amru, what vows are we talking about in, in Mishnah that it would be a Kiddushet Ta'ut, it would be a bad Kiddushin? For example, Shelot Tochal Basar Veshelot Ishtayayin, if she vowed, I don't want to eat meat, I don't want to drink wine, Veshelot Kashet Mibig Detsivan, she's not going to wear colored clothing, Tanya Nimiachi, another Brayta, Belun Edarim Amru, what vows are we talking about? Sheesh Ben Ainu Nefesh, that make her suffer. Shelot Tochal Basar, she's not going to eat meat, Veshelot Ishtayayin, not going to drink wine, Veshelot Kashet Mibig Detsivan, she's not going to wear colored clothing. And Have Bar of Papa of Papa, a question, Ahaya. That last halakha that Rabbi Hanan said in the name of Rabbi Shimon Sadak and that Braita, what's that going on? If it's going on the first part of the Mishnah where it says he was, he was Mekadesh or on condition, there's no vows, then what's to make a difference? What type of vows? I feel who call me an enami, then any vows should also cancel the, the, the Kiddushin. Ela Sefa, maybe it's going on the Sefa where he was Mekadesh without any condition and he just wants to make a loser money. And Rav Asher argues. Rav Asher Amar, the Olam it's going on the first part. Here we're trying to explain in this Braita and Hanan on Ben Yotzadak that when do we say that all oh, these vows are bad and it cancels out uh, uh, Kiddushin? That's Davka if it's uh, these type of Nedarim that uh, people are upset about. Then okay, his Kpeda. His him getting upset. Okay, then it counts. Then okay, we'll we'll understand it. they look up there by But if it's something that people don't really uh, worry about, people are not really upset about, then Then his kpeda. Then what him getting upset doesn't really matter. Meaning it's not so important, and therefore it's not enough to cancel the kiddushin. Meaning the, the whole idea is according to Rav Asher, that the Braita is just coming to tell us where the line is drawn. Where. Do we say the Kiddushin is batel nullified, or do we say no, the Kiddushin still stands? And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.